0: hello everyone welcome to my podcast let's grow this is Shruti and I hope you are doing great and thank you for coming back to listen and learn because we grow as we learn. So today is episode two of season five and I want to share with you that I am very grateful today because I have a very special guest to interview and before that I will just say thanks and um, today's topic is going to be learn to let go if you want to grow and here I would like to take a moment to welcome our guest Anne Brown who is a CEO of a multinational company called Caldic. and not just being a CEO is her identity but she's a very fun person to be around and I just love talking to her so let's just dive right into it. Welcome to the podcast Ann.
1: Hi, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to talk to you today. Awesome.
0: So um, other than the introduction I just gave, would you like to um, talk about yourself in a moment, like in a nutshell, a little bit for my listeners? So I'm English, I was born in England Mm -hmm. um, and I
1: have lived in the U.S. for 16 years and I've worked in the food ingredients industry the whole of my career And the discussion we were just having before which is interesting, which is I started in a technical role Mm -hmm. and then didn't really like being in the lab at all, it wasn't for me, so I had to let <laughs> right. go of that idea of being a scientist in a lab, so Right. that's the sort of theme
0: we yeah. want to talk about. Yes, and uh, like you just mentioned that you realized, so can we like talk about the moment when you, you know how people have the aha moment and then they're like, okay that's it, I'm not doing this anymore and like I realized what's for me and what's not, so when did you realize that for yourself when you were in the lab?
1: Right, I think um, because I was in an organization where there was um, a very strong graduate scheme. I was actually working for Unilever. I realized there was people that had careers that were just so much greater opportunities than than I was going to have if I stayed where I was in the lab. And I also realized that I had, you know... I wanted to work with people and ideas, and and really be a little bit more creative in my role. And certainly in the R and D side of my lab role, I could be a bit more creative, mm-hmm. but not as creative as I'd like to be. And I feel in in a commercial role, you can use your maybe your science and your analytical piece, but you can be a bit more creative. So that's why I felt like I wanted to to sort of take the opportunity that I saw sort other of people around me mm-hmm. were, were being offered. Right. that was really the big decision I felt like no that's different so I went back to university to to go and study a little bit of a different course which was applied
0: science and business Mm -hmm. and and then
1: came back into the industry
0: that's interesting so did you find it even a single bit difficult when you were letting go of the job that you were doing because you know sometimes people think okay it's paying my bills it's bringing in some money so if I go to school it's gonna be lesser money more expense I mean there
1: was all of that there was Uh also my mother who you know my mother and father were separated they were divorced my father was pretty excited because I hadn't gone formally to university I was studying a degree in chemistry whilst working mm-hmm. and I had a, a work program that supported that my father was very pleased I was going back to university full time to go and be a student and maybe enjoy that part of university but actually formally going to university and um, when my mother said well you work for Unilever this very good company this is a job for life do you realize what you're giving up and it was really difficult for her to understand why I wanted to do this, but it was the best decision I've ever made.
0: Awesome. That uh, shows that how progressive your dad is and how like you believe in yourself regardless of what your mother say. I can relate to that because my mother was when I was coming to Canada, she's like, oh, you can stay in India. I'll buy you a house, this and that. And then she had everything planned for me. She thought it'd be difficult for me to like survive here because she thinks that I'm a very emotional person. (laughs) So, yes, but um, that's great that you stuck with your decision and you moved forward. Yeah, um, so sometimes how, like, people, when? because now you're in the role of a CEO and you make all the decisions. So moving forward, and uh, did you ever plan of getting to this position or it just happened? Or, like, what did you have in your mind when you went for that uh, degree again? So I'll, put,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll sort of answer two <laughs> questions. I, I, I don't think a CEO makes all the decisions. A CEO should be more of a guiding light. Mm-hmm. And then teams within the business are really making the decisions how to go in that direction okay. so it's it's interesting because i think in the past i think that's what a ceo was seen as the person who from the top said this is what we'll do this is how we do it now everyone do it i think now part of what my role is to be the coach of the team we've got a very clear end goal We know what we want to do and why we should be able to do that and and we've got an idea of the strategy of how to do it. But the actual day-to-day getting it done there's so many other people that are making decisions and doing that but i'm really there to, to support them coach them make sure that they've got what they need to be successful so maybe i just wanted to sort of put that No out no there. that's
0: actually great like i am so glad that you clarified it for me cuz that's how most of the people think when they think about the positions and the CEO, especially, but that's great, and I think it's better to have like more people involved on there's variety of ideas, and then you can pick and choose from.
1: And I think when I when I sort of started on my career, I felt like, yeah, I wanted to. I felt very empowered as a woman. You know, it was in the eighties, and in fact, England had had the first woman prime minister, Margaret Thatcher, who was, by the way, a food chemist. Oh, great! <laughs> like to say that. And, And I felt very sort of empowered to see that and felt, you know, as a woman, I had the right to have a career everything was possible. I think, you know, if I look back, has that been quite as easy as I would have imagined? No, but it's a journey and I think it's a journey that many people are are going on of all sorts of, you know, different from different ethnic places or, you know, from different diversity um, they're they're struggling to be able to be seen as equal and have the opportunities in the workplace which is really important but i felt that was possible so at one point i think i would say i wanted to be the chairman of ici which is very very grand and i couldn't imagine what an awful job it would be to be the ceo or probably the ceo of ici i mean I really wouldn't want to be, I'm the CEO of Caldec North America. We have a CEO for Caldec Global. Mm-hmm. Those two jobs are sort of different. My job is still working with the teams to really drive the business. And I think my boss's job is to do that. But also on top of that, he's working with the, the owners of the business, with bankers. He's doing a lot of stuff with with different um, financial people which for me doesn't have the same passion i really am passionate about the business we're in and what we do and how we can do that better for our customers and how i can grow employees to be successful so doing that sort of financial stuff um, which we do financial stuff here but with bankers and shareholders that's not so um, interesting, interesting <laughs> oh so that's that. another letting go to understand this is the point in my career i want to be in the next level is maybe not what i want to
0: be true because sometimes people might like me they would know okay what i don't want but they might still have to figure out what they actually want and then uh so when did you realize what your passion was and i want to know what your actual actual passion is and how did you realize and what are you doing to keep it up
1: so I think I realized in the sort of last ten years when my passion was, you know, what I really like to do, grow and be in businesses which are, are growing and, and help grow teams to grow the business. I really love doing that and in this industry. I love the food industry. I love the science behind food. So even though that first start in my career seemed like it was a mistake. It wasn't. I use it every day, so right. I'm really glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Just not in a lab. That's the only difference. True. This <laughs> maybe a bit personal to you at the moment, but it's so true. And <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm still passionate. I love to cook, by the way, but I do not want to measure anything out. So probably says <laughs> I probably
0: say something. I actually think... love cooking Indian food. Just so you know. Oh, you do?
1: Absolutely.
0: I would love to try that one day. <laughs> Or maybe we can new cook together. My Indian food. my
1: Indian food's very good, so... Oh, that's great. <laughs> but it was taught it by some friends, so I was taught how to do that, to cook. And I love to cook Um, all sorts of food, but I like to be very creative on that. I like to be creative in home decor and things like that and I like to stay active I like to cycle I like to scuba dive I like to ski in the winter whether it's downhill or well, nowadays I do a little bit more cross-country and I like to
0: exercise and run oh that's great because I was gonna get to that question like what is it uh, your life look like when you are not at work so I have like a picture now where you like go for cycling and cooking yeah yeah, yeah and that's I'm great
1: been married
0: for a long time Uh and he's a chemist too working in the food industry so awesome we're both foodies in our own way that's great so um because we all know that you have to travel country to country all the time for work related stuff so do you ever face the thought that okay you're not able to give time to family or do you like have this power to like balance everything finally
1: it's balanced i don't have children so that makes it easier because i can't imagine how tough it is for people with young families i really admire people that are bringing up a young family i mean we have some friends who have a young family and we sometimes say you guys you go out you have cocktails and have some me time and we'll look after the kids for a few hours oh that's great so um but um no i'm i'm you know me and my husband had fun with really close we've been together you know i think we've been married 20 years we've been together 30 years almost that's great we're still like friends we just have fun together and when i'm traveling i talk to him on the phone for a few hours sometimes just you know have a lot in common and really complemented
0: each other oh that's great congratulations to you for that um another question that just pops up in my head is when you travel a lot and you are like taking care of everything and you do like create that balance so you are okay with the family life as well so when it comes to like eating on time keeping yourself healthy drinking lots of water staying disciplined how do you keep up with that
1: sometimes it's hard when you're like in hotels and it's not the food you would want mm-hmm. so you just have to try and, and, and do that so that's one challenge and something to think about um i tend like to drink tea because i like tea so i like herbal teas and when i travel really far like when i used to travel a lot to china and asia and being countries that were a little different food mm-hmm. but amazing food and amazing culture right i would take some like minty with me and i know that that would make me feel a little comforted if i had a bit of jet lag or something like that so right just using those sort of things to help
0: but you always like make sure that you're eating on time you're not like skipping meals or like maybe you're stuck in a meeting and then you're like okay I can't have the food right now or maybe afterwards you get so tired and you're like okay let me just go to bed do you ever do that or you're like disciplined person okay let me just have something and then I try
1: and have something I don't eat a lot in the mornings but I always like to eat at lunchtime and I I, if I have a good meal at lunchtime I feel like usually that's good for me because I don't eat a lot at night either so I think I'm always ready for food at lunchtime which is a really good time.
0: Yeah, that's great because um, I do want my listener to uh, realize how important it is to. It's because recently I was having this conversation with one of the people I know, and they mentioned that because I was like, oh, you don't eat on time, you are not drinking enough water, this and that, but that person has like project set up goals to reach, so do a lot of stuff. So then he mentions that. Uh, people who always eat on time follow that kind of discipline they don't really have anything going on in their life they are like just stuck or stagnant and so they just keep up with the daily routine this and that so i'm like i don't think that's the case so now we have example here that uh, yes we have to like always keep up with the diet and so because it's very important to be healthy and another question that i would love to ask you is like is there something in your life that you learned the hard way You know, it's
1: interesting because, you know, we're working on culture and we talk about in-the-box and out-the-box behaviours. Right. Um, And when we talk about in-the-box behaviour, it's when it's all about me and you can't see from the other person's perspective at all. You're doing something that's really centered around what you want, (laughs) not really thinking about them. And I think earlier on in my career, there's been times where I literally have got almost into that, you know, the car crash scene where the oh, two ladies yes. have an argument and they ping each other's car and, and then they smash into each other's car and then they basically <laughs> facing each other to have a head-on collation. Right. I've actually done that with a colleague where I just felt that they were not doing their job well enough so my job was to show where they failed. Mm-hmm. And it, it was in no way constructive. In no way constructive. It was detrimental to me because I didn't feel good I was very you know tight inside Mm -hmm. it was not very pleasant to him because pointing all the things that I felt he was doing wrong it was really bad for all the other employees and it was bad for the company and we didn't achieve what we should have been achieving so just to be able to learn and grow and realize don't get yourself into those situations stop and say to the person how can I help you did I you know did I was I, was I genuine, being genuine, was I not clear? It, it, it is something I didn't help you understand I needed? Or is there something you need to be able to do this? Right. Is there something I'm missing? And there's a reason why we're not meeting in the right place here. And then starting to understand how you can work together to do stuff.
0: Okay. So basically, not just thinking about yourself, but trying to understand the perspective of the other. And exactly. Not, Oh, that's great. Okay, because um, we are moving towards the end now and I had the pleasure and it was lovely talking to you. So last final questions that I would like to ask all of my interviews. So that's one thing that you are truly grateful for.
1: I've worked all over the world and I've met so many amazing people. And I think just having that opportunity to travel, meet amazing people and, and fundamentally realise we're all the same, we're all the same. Human beings want the same thing, they want to look after their family, they want to be healthy, they want to be happy and that's not necessarily always about money or material things and that if we can start to realise that regardless of somebody's background or their culture or you know that adversity or whatever they want the same things in life and we're all human and it makes the world so much better to have all these different experiences and voices
0: that's true yeah so you basically are grateful to understand that feeling which everyone shares but in their own way and celebrate it together and start to be
1: just grateful for the human experience
0: Right, and um, one thing that you would like to change about the world if you had the power—people starting to be grateful for the human experience <laughs> and realizing
1: we are all the same—and you know, regardless of politics or war, it's 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 not the people. I mean, I think there's the politicians and and you know, powerful people playing games, and the people belief you know for example what's happening in ukraine it's terrible to ukrainian people but there's people in russia that didn't want their lives upset and are being manipulated by their politicians and they're still just people but their lives are probably very tough because of what's happening not as tough as the people in ukraine but you know they're losing their sons that are being sent to a war that's pointless and i think once people start to see that they'll stop being manipulated
0: that's true yeah it's it's so very deep because I've seen examples in front of my eyes like in personal life and in news of course so yeah that's that's like a deep feeling and that makes you so compassionate when you say that so I really appreciate that and another question that I would ask is what's one most valuable thing to you what's most valuable
1: thing to me Mm -hmm. Just being able to live my life to its full, to be happy and healthy and,
0: and reach and,
1: and your and experience routine. the people around me, whether it's my husband, my family, or my friends, or the people I work with. I mean, I'm so lucky here because I have such a great team of people I get to work with every day.
0: That's amazing. And the final one, what do you think is your purpose in life and what are you doing to fulfill it?
1: I think now um it's to bring my passion for the industry to build a successful business which brings success to the team i mean building successful business can be for many reasons but for me really i know that if i build a successful business the people in this team will gain more success through that and also being the person to help them grow into their futures and their roles, I think being able to give back to the industry is great
0: that's amazing that's beautiful actually so it's so usually when i meet people their purpose is about themselves but yours is more about the people you work for and work with which is amazing it's commendable so and i would like to take a moment to say thank you so much for making time for the podcast and it was lovely lovely talking to you and i hope my listeners would learn a lot from this episode it's been a pleasure thank you thank you